Listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, July 24th. Yes, it is. And I don't know if you can tell from the sound or not, but we're actually in studio, six feet apart. This is very weird. <laughs> you added it up. It was 133 days since 133 last time. 133 days. We were in studio, and last time we were actually both in the studio mm-hmm. was with Flame the Rapper. Yep, on March 13th. It's been a while. That was a fun interview. That was a super fun interview. Speaking of fun interviews, we have a good conversation today lined up. At least I think it's going to be a great conversation (laughs) um, because we get to dig in deep to a a very relevant, very current topic. Has nothing to do with the pandemic, though. No. Oh, wait. Not at all. Maybe it does. (laughs) Thanks to Concordia (laughs) University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. So when you want to have a good pastoral conversation you invite pastors you like to chat with right well generally a good idea yeah so (laughs) we invited pastor apple uh to stick around after sharper iron today to uh to chat with us pastor timothy apple of grace lutheran church in smithville texas i don't say it as well as he does and host of sharper iron uh (laughs) joining us on the coffee hour this morning pastor apple thanks for sticking around this morning Good morning. And uh, joining us from Minnesota, Pastor Philip Hoppe at Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson and St. Paul Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota. Pastor Hoppe, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, glad to be with you again. So we're together but apart, right? Are you guys all wearing your masks too? No, uh, we did, we, to... we've got a couple of days until the uh, new, you know, uh, rule goes into effect. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so. Both of you have written quite a bit, I think, on social media lately about uh, the the pandemic and our response to the pandemic, because no one else is writing about the pandemic on social media. Um, Everyone has an opinion. Well, that's just it. And to the point that I have reduced, and this is probably a good thing, I have reduced my social media consumption because of it, because everyone on social media is telling me what I should do or what I should think or what I should be, should I be angry, should I be, should I be defiant, should I be, um, I don't, there's all, so many, of all of the, all of the above, mm-hmm. um, should I, yeah, it, it, Facebook is, and, and other social media um, are telling me what I should do or what I should be, uh, but there's one thing that's missing from all of that, uh, but both of you touched on it in various posts, and I wanted to dig into that. What is uh, this greater tragedy of the the season of pandemic? There's a lot of tragedy in this this pandemic, right? We'll start with Pastor Apple and we'll move to Pastor Hoppy. What are some of the tragedies of the season? So, I mean, obviously, the matter of sickness and loss of life these are these are tragedies of a pandemic, and, and we should rightly mourn over those things. These are effects of the fall into sin, and when any person gets sick and dies, it's, it's a reminder of that, and we should mourn over that. We should recognize that something is is wrong, and so I mean that that's a very clear tragedy of this time. Uh, the the economic hardships of this time are a tragedy that we've seen. They've affected many as people have been out of work or have had less ability to work during this time. Lots of folks have have borne the tragedy of economic hardship. I think we've seen societal, political hardship and, and tragedy as well. I, I think that society has been changed in ways 
and negative ways that we may never come back from. And we may never, I mean, you know, people talk about a new normal. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but I, I do think that there have been very significant changes to the way we interact with each other socially that have not been for the positive and we may never, we don't, may not even recognize what they are right now and may never come out of them. So, I mean, all of, all of those are, are tragedies from the pandemic that are very apparent and, and we're right to point those out and think about ways in which we can mitigate those losses. And we, we want to take care of our neighbor physically, according to the fifth commandment. We, I mean, that, and that applies to all of these things, but, and I, I don't want to steal too much thunder from professor Hoppy too, but, but, in all of that, the thing that, that I think Pastor Hoppy and I both have been concerned about is, is what seems to be missing from, from many of our minds and my own, I, I want to say that at the very beginning, is that this is, this is me preaching to me. What seems to be missing is, is repentance. I, I fear that, and, and that I think would be the greater tragedy, is if we miss this as Christians as an opportunity for repentance, then we're only going to add to that tragedy. Pastor Hoppy, what, what do, do you have anything to add to uh, Pastor Apple? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. There are a lot of things which obviously are uh, real concerns, and it's not wrong to discuss those things. But uh, you know, my concern too has been that even in our in our cultural conversation, and even in conversation among Christians, talk about God and what He is doing in all of this seems to be pretty absent. We uh, talk about a lot of other people and what they're doing, uh, but we don't seem to direct our thoughts to God. And I think that's obviously uh, problematic. You mentioned uh, pointing the finger at other people or blaming other people for uh, the wrong things instead of looking at ourselves and uh, what we may need to be doing or changing. Why is it so easy to play that blame game uh, when we're in times of turmoil. Pastor Hoppy, you go first this time. We're not in the same studio, Pastor Hoppy and I, so we don't have the same. <laughs> Pastor Hoppy, you go first. <laughs> yes. The great thing about it, if we can get somebody else on the hook, we're off the hook, right? Uh, <laughs> And so I think that's a real thing we're doing here again, right? If we're going to do what we're hopefully encouraging people to do here today, which is to uh, ponder their own sins before the Lord, well, that's not nearly as fun as picking out a target and shooting, right? Which, I mean, everybody's got different targets, but everybody seems to have one or multiple in their you know, going through ammunition uh, at, a, at a rapid speed here. Uh, and all of that distracts us from having to look inward, uh, which our flesh rejoices in, but our spirit should fight against. Yeah, and if I, if I can put it in a, a you know, the, maybe a theological way of thinking about this, is the, the reason we like to blame others is it's because our tendency toward self-justification, rather than admitting who we are, and what we done, what we've done, and letting God be the one to justify us, our natural sinful tendency is to try to justify ourselves. And and as, as Pastor Hoppy was saying, one of the ways that we try to do that is by blaming others. 
if I can show that your sin is worse than my sin, then I think that I've justified myself. If I can show that I'm in the right and you're in the wrong, then I think I'm justified. And and we try to do this in numerous ways. And when you start to see it, it you, you really see it everywhere. But this matter of, of blame, and I think anger is, is very much tied into that. That's a part of that self-justifying tendency that we all have we would rather try to look good in front of others, try to look good in front of God, and, and blaming is just one of the ways that we try to do that. So let's dig into one example in all of this. Let's dig into the mask example. Um, the, <laughs> there, there's no disagreement about masks, is there, Pastor Hoppy? Are you guys <laughs> dealing with masks in Minnesota? Well, I don't know. We just got a new mandate and, you know, no one seems to be discussing it at all or, or it's the exact opposite. I don't remember how that's going, but, uh, I'm still trying to wade through like the 16 page document, you know? So, um, but no, I mean, it, it really is one of those things, right? Where you think about just the quantity of time, right. That's being dedicated to discussing that issue. Right. Um, and when you, you think about that, regardless of the issue and the, um, you know, everything that's kind of related to that, uh, the science of it, the politics of it, the uh, economics of it, I suppose, all those different things, you know, again, we're, if we're only talking about those kind of issues, well, then again, our minds never get back to resting upon our own condition before God. Uh, and uh, the overall idea that everything that happens in the world in the end is under God's control. And so, we're always to reflect upon it in light of that truth. Pastor Apple, why are we getting so charged up about masks? Well, and I think we get charged up about masks again, and this relates to the matter of anger and blame. It has to do with, and it's going to sound like a broken record, but that matter of self-justification. And, and the way it shows itself here, I think, is in the matter of judgment. So if, if I can be right in wearing a mask and you're wrong, well, then I— I'm a better person than you. Or the opposite is, is true as well. If I'm right in refusing to wear a mask and you're wrong, then again, I'm, I've justified myself. And I mean, it, it, everything just goes awry with that because we end up beating each other up. We, we fail to love our neighbor and all the while we're failing to love God. I mean, we're, we're breaking every commandment there is. And it, it does, I think it goes back to that matter of self-justification. And as, as Pastor Hoppy said, it's not that these things are unimportant. We're not saying that we, we shouldn't think about them at all and, and what, are, what is going to actually serve our neighbor in these decisions. But when we, when we do that from this perspective of self-justification, then we're missing that matter of repentance. And, and we're missing the matter of, of, of what, is, what is God doing during this? Where, where would he be directing our attention? And, and I know for a fact from his word that he's certainly not directing our attention to trying to justify ourselves. He's doing something else. And, and again, where does that come back to? I think it comes back to repentance. And we're going to dig more into that, that, that topic of repentance in just a moment. We're talking with Pastor Apple and Pastor Hoppy about this season of pandemic and what is the greater tragedy. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind, that is, the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. LCMS Disaster Response and Training provides guidance and counsel to congregations seeking to show mercy to their neighbors before, during, and after disasters. From congregation preparedness to equipping volunteers in our Lutheran Early Response Team training, we can help you engage your community, particularly those who are suffering in any way with the love of Christ. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, keyword LCMS Disaster Response, or visit our website at lcms.org forward slash disaster. On this Friday, July 24th, 2020, KFUO Radio rejoices with our day sponsors, Ray and Ellen Johnson of Godfrey, Illinois, as they celebrate their wedding anniversary today. Ray and Ellen made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of their ninth wedding anniversary and in thanksgiving to the Lord for his continued blessings in their marriage. Thank you, Ray and Ellen Johnson, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas, host of Sharper Iron here on KFUO, and Pastor Philip Hoppe, Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota, and St. Paul Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota, regular guest here on uh, Coffee Hour and Sharper Iron, talking about the, the greater tragedy of this time of pandemic, or as I've been calling it, Corona Tide, but um, our both, I think it was both of our pastors that pointed out that it, it, hopefully it's not going to become such a season in the, the church year that we call it Corona Tide. Uh, I mean, it has been almost all of the green season. It, it, this year. it has, it has been. Yeah, you're almost. right. It's well, it even it, it started Easter too. That's what I was say. It started during the festival yeah. season and has continued. Um, yeah, we'll see if it makes it. Oh, it probably will probably. make it to the end of the green season. That's sad. I didn't think about that. Anyway, let's uh, not think we're about talking that. about repentance, though. Uh, Pastor Apple was leading us into the the topic of of repentance before uh, we went to the break. Uh, why why is why is repentance so important? How does this season of turmoil and tribulation call us to repentance, Pastor Apple? Well, simply put, Jesus says so. I mean. We, we've been talking, we've, we've hinted at the idea of, well, what is God doing? And we want to be careful here. We don't want to say with precision what God is doing in the sense that in the Old Testament, for example, the prophets would say, this is what God is doing in bringing a foreign nation against his people, Israel. They knew that because they had the word of the Lord on that. And so we want to be careful that we don't get very exact in tying things one to one. But we do have the word of our Lord Jesus as to what what God does do in times of what we'll call tragedy. And in Luke 13, some people come to Jesus and, and they, they ask him about some people who had been killed by Pontius Pilate is, is the, the gist of it. And Jesus gives them this answer. He says, do you think that these Galileans, those who are killed, do you think they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then Jesus, for further emphasis, adds an example of his own. He says, or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. 
our temptation in times of tragedy is to look at those who are experiencing the tragedy as if they're worse sinners than us. And, and when we're all experiencing tragedy together, like a pandemic, blame and anger and panic and surprise and all these other things are, are ways that we deflect that onto other people so that we don't have to consider ourselves. Jesus directs us the opposite way. He, he calls us in these times of tragedy to look upon ourselves and repent ourselves, not to try to repent for someone else or to blame someone else, but rather to repent for our own sins in a recognition that, well, what do our sins actually deserve? I mean, we, we confess it in, in church. We say that, that we deserve both temporal and eternal punishment. Our sins deserve suffering now. Our sins deserve suffering and death forever. And, and when we see tragedy, it's a reminder of that. And, and God in that would call us to repentance. And, and again, if we miss that as Christians, then, then we're missing this opportunity that God is giving us within this season of pandemic to actually look at our sins, to repent, and to turn to him for forgiveness. Absolutely. Pastor Hoppy, is God doing something to get our attention? Well, I think certainly, as uh, you know, uh, Pastor Apple reminded us, we, we don't want to try to figure out, you know, exactly why is God doing this down to the specifics. But one of the general principles in the Bible is that when calamity or pestilence comes upon uh, the world, right, that it is uh, something God is working uh, to bring his people to repentance. And uh, again, as Pastor Apple said, we, we, we miss this gift of being called to repentance. And even, uh, you know, he puts it beautifully in that way, but also um, not only do we miss the gift, but if we fail to repent, right, we're, we're ultimately provoking God uh, even further. Um, you know, I was looking in the book of Amos and uh, God says in, in Amos 4, you know, he says, basically, I gave you cleanness of teeth, which means, you know, he sent a famine and he, he says, I struck you with blight and mildew and, and a pestilence. And later he says, I treated some of you like I treated them at Sodom and Gomorrah. And then the refrain every time is, but you didn't return, right? And so now he says, now you're going to behold your God. And in this case, this is not, hey, I'm going to be with Jesus. Isn't that great, right? You're going to behold God in all of his might and power. And, you know, how tragic would it be if one, we don't just receive the gift of God of repentance and then forgiveness, but that we also provoke our God uh, to, I hate to say this, but to make him uh, you know, need to do something more impressive to get our attention. That's a that's a terrifying thought, at least to me. I, I think the book of Amos, Pastor Hoppy, I, I think you you were guest with me on Sharper Iron at least once when we studied it about a year ago, I suppose. And I mean, there are there's a lot of stuff there in the book of Amos. I'm glad you brought that up again. That I think is very uh, it's very applicable to what we're looking at today in that chapter four, particularly. But you, you're talking about you know how could we provoke God further, and what what else might I mean. You keep reading in the book of Amos, it gets worse. And, and he talks about in chapter eight, he talks about a different kind of famine, a famine of the hearing of the words of God. And and if if we refuse to let this pandemic bring us to repentance right now and, and turn us to the word, how frightful is that to consider that the Lord would withdraw his word? That I mean, if that doesn't start to terrify us and bring us to to repentance. We're, we're definitely missing something. And, and again, this, this is not to say that all these other discussions are wrong, but if we don't look 
at ourselves according to the Ten Commandments and and repent of our own sins, not the sins of other people, but actually look at our life and, and where have I sinned? If we fail to do that, oh, it, it's just it, when you when we if we're going to take God's word seriously and we fail to do that, then it's just a terrifying thing that we see there. I, I Pastor Apple, I read your your newsletter. You shared your newsletter with me uh, about uh, this very topic that you're sharing with your congregation and it, calling us to repentance. But the funny thing about reading that was that it was actually comforting. <laughs> but a call to repent. I found a call to repentance comforting in the midst of all this. In the midst of all this chaos and so many people shouting at me at what I should do. Uh, your call to repentance because you're a faithful pastor also shared uh, the, the the gospel as well, that, that good news, what happens in repentance. But uh, is it strange that I found that comforting? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe it, maybe it seems strange to the world, but hopefully it doesn't seem strange to us as, as Christians. Is it, uh, we're using a, a slightly pared down liturgy right now because we're having shorter services for the sake of having more services, but is it, I believe it's in a, it's in a, collect prior to communion where there's a matter of it talks about repentant joy mm -hmm. that we have as christian with repentant joy we receive the the body and blood of jesus something like that i'm not I'm not quoting it correctly but there's there's this phrase repentant joy and there there is a sense in, in which christians receive repentance with joy because it is a gift right god is the one who brings us to repentance in his word and we receive it as a gift and it's it's only in that repentance where we've where we've recognized that we have nothing that, I mean, look at what we deserve, all of these terrifying passages. When we try to justify ourselves, there, there can be no joy because we're constantly scared of, of what will God do to us? Cause we know we're lying to ourselves somewhere. We know that. And, and only when we've been brought to that repentance, can we truly know the joy and the comfort that is ours in Christ, that everything that we cannot do, he has done, and he's done it precisely for us. I mean, Jesus says, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call sinners. So to these very people who need repentance, that's who Jesus came for. Right? I mean, Paul in, in Romans 5, God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, that's when Christ died for us. And it's only when we've been given this gift of repentance that we can truly receive that joy. I mean, and for us as Lutherans, you think about how does the Book of Concord confess this? Repentance has two parts. It's contrition, which is what we've been talking about so far, and maybe what is missing. But there's a second part, and that's faith. And, and if we don't have that contrition, well, will we, will we be brought to that faith through the Word of God? And that, I mean, I think that's what both Pastor Hoppy and I are, are trying to get at here, is that if we miss this repentance, then we're not going to know the full joy of the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah, we know that uh, that on the other side of repentance is forgiveness. And I think that's to Andy's point of it being comforting. Um, as Lutherans, as Christians, we know that when we repent, there is forgiveness. Uh, there isn't this, there isn't nothing on the other side of that. Uh, what then, Pastor Hoppy, uh, what does repentance actually look like then? Well, again, I mean, I think, you know, we want to start with some fairly practical things of just saying that, you know, how we repent in the sense of letting the word of God and, and maybe in its briefest sense, you know, the Ten Commandments and things like that reveal to us our sins, right? But then, yeah, we are, we're placed before God uh, and through repentance. And we, we do feel that contrition or that sorrow over our sin where we recognize also what we deserve, right? The, the old wording of, you know, we deserve temporal and eternal punishment. Uh, 
And when that comes about in our lives, right, then uh, we have even come to learn, those of us that have been blessed to know God's grace so long, that we've come to know, as you said, that with repentance, we always know forgiveness uh, is coming. It's not in question, right? If we repent, he will forgive. And that's a, you know, something we take for granted, but it's a wonderful thing to know. And so when we repent, we know God's grace, his mercy and Jesus is there for us. And we know it's the reason God called us to repent in the first place. He doesn't just want to beat us down, but he wants to give us that wonderful treasure of Christ and his kingdom. So with just about two minutes left, is there going to be a shortage? Like, are, are we going to sell out of sackcloth and ashes <laughs> online with this call to repentance? So what is what does repentance look like in our lives today? What would be one example of what that looks like, Pastor Hoppy, with just about two minutes left? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I did see that one of the governors that lives in Louisiana called for a time of, of fasting and prayer. And I kind of reflected in the moment that, you know, that's not necessarily his vocation, but are the pastors who perhaps it is their vocation, are we making those calls? And so I, one thing I would like to point out is that maybe this is a time where we as pastors uh, and one another as Christians can call each other to corporately uh, repent to say, let's right come together and admit this together, how wretched we are, and to do so with with a renewed sense of authenticity, I guess you would say, you know, we say these words week by week, but to really take them to heart, uh, and to speak them genuinely before our God that we don't deserve anything. Um, and so I, I would encourage us together to encourage each other to this act of repentance. Pastor Apple with 30 seconds. I, just to add to that, uh, return to the basics. Let, let's let's dig into the Word. Let's dig into the Catechism. Let's remember the Ten Commandments and look at those and honestly examine our lives in them. Hold on to them as, as the good that God has given. Mourn where we have sinned and turn to our, our Savior Jesus Christ for forgiveness. Let's just go back to those basics and, and recognize who we are as sinners and, more importantly, who God has made us in His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I think during this pandemic, perhaps we've forgotten who we are and whose we are. A time to return to our true identity in Christ, in our baptism. Pastor Apple, Pastor Hoppy, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having us. So good to be with you. Been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Don't, 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 don't.